This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast coming to you from Oriel Park where Dundalk and St. Pat's have played out an exciting one-all draw. St. Pat's going 1-0 up in the first half to Carty. They looked like they were going to power home when Tullock was sent off after picking up the second yellow card early in the second half. But typical of Dundalk, when they go down to 10 men, they rally and Daniel Kelly got the equaliser. They could have won it, they could have lost it. Both teams had chances. Stephen O'Donnell, as I speak to you, walking around the pitch, applauding the fans. We'll have reaction from here very shortly. John Flanagan, former Dundalk captain, will give us his analysis. But first, let's go to the battle of the top two in Tala Stadium as Damian McGrath, the referee, gets booed off. Derry City going to Shamrock Rovers. Could Derry City get a result that they needed? Could they get a draw or even a win? Well, watching this game for us was former Derry City and Bohemians player Gareth McGlynn. And afterwards, he sent us this voice note. Thanks, Oshin. The final score here in Tallis Stadium is Shamrock Rovers 1, Derry City 0. Derry City now fought seven points behind Shamrock Rovers after a team defeat in Tala, and it was Rory Gaffney's first half goal proved to be enough for the champions, whose lead was re- never really threatened by Derry City. And with Derry City dominated in possession both in the first half and the second half, it now leaves Derry City with a mountain to climb to catch Rovers with their third successive away defeat in the past month. City did enjoy a great start to the match and I think that was because they stayed in Dublin last night um, and a good possession that led to two great chances in the opening period. Rovers were cut open in the first instance when Brian Myers' sensational 60-yard pass put Ryan Graydon in behind but the winger failed to pick out a teammate. Then Brandon Kavanagh left Sean Hoare for dead in midfield and ignored the run of Jimmy McGonagall before shooting past Leon Putz and to be honest the keeper didn't even move and it just went past his upright. It was a fantastic start from Derry City at the home of the champions and they were caught sleeping on 13 minutes when they were nearly paid the price. Richie Towell took a quick throw in and sent Johnny Kenny in behind and it looked like Marr hesitated coming out. Johnny Kenny got there first and put the ball over the advancing Marr only for Cameron Dummigan was in the right place at the right time to deny a striker it's happened to the empty net. Brilliance from Kenny then caught apart Derry as he turned Shane McMillany in the middle of the park and immediately put Richie Toyle through on goal. And it looked as if Richie Toyle had all the time in the world, but as he had a shootout with Brian Maher, Brian Maher stood up tall and Toyle had him straight, straight at him. Rovers were far from vintage, but they took the lead in the first 27 minutes when the brilliant individual effort by Rory Gaffney. Hoare intercepted a pass from Dummigan and sent Gaffney away. The striker held off Boyce and put a brilliant p- shot past Marr on the right-hand side. It looked as if he was going the left-hand side. He, he reversed the shot and Marr just, just could not get the ball and it went into the corner. Rovers nearly scored a second poor half-time. Gaffney was proven unplayable at this stage. He stepped in from the right, had a 25-yard effort with his left foot and it just went wide. Just as they had in the first half, Derry started the second half well, but Rovers sat in a 5-3-2 formation and Derry just couldn't break them down. Derry even threw on Keane Kevin for the last 15 minutes uh, in place of Sadio Diallo, but the striker never really found his, his feet and Derry just never looked like scoring. That was as good as it got for City and they barely let, laid a glove on the champions. 
and a couple of, of decisive night in the, the, the champion. Derry had a, maybe a half chance where Mark Conley got free in the box from a corner in the 92nd minute. He had a shot, it deflected off Lopez and never fell to a Derry City chance. It's now three successive away de- defeats for Derry City, who travelled to Shells on Friday night. Rory Higgins will be happy with the performance, but not the result. And on the Friday we go. I think we started the game brilliantly, for, right up. I know Richie Toyle has a chance, but right up until their goal, we played the game in, in their half of the pitch and, and controlled it. They, they scored, I felt, against the run of play. Then we lost the composure for... 10, 15 minutes and, and, and grew back in there towards the end of the half. But uh, second half, we had the lion's share of possession again, I felt, and, and we controlled large periods of the game up until a point. We got into good areas so many times and lacked that bit of quality, that final cross, the final pass whatever it may be, but up until the point their play was very good. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. We're back on the pitch at Oriel Park. Um, I'm not going to lie, we're recording this before we know the full-time result of Shamrock Rovers and Derry City, even though you've just heard the reaction from that game. Gareth McGlynn on analysis. He was also there, by the way, for uh, BBC Radio Foil. And you also heard all going to plan from at least one of the two managers. Most likely Rory Higgins. That's with thanks to Drive 105. Uh, John Flanagan, former Dundalk captain. You were here for LOI TV and LMFM watching a one-all draw between Dundalk and St. Pat's. The St. Pat's fans, again, as we speak, have just left the stadium. Should they be happy, sad or indifferent? Should the Dundalk fans be happy because Dundalk went down to 10 but pulled it out of the bag and got a draw? How should we all be feeling about this one-all draw? Well, I I think the Dundalk fans are definitely going to be the happier of, of the two sets. Going down to 10 men, go behind. And in fairness to the dog, show great character, great spirit to come back. The few changes that they made in the second half, I thought Daryl Leahy coming on, Camielli coming on, and Kelly coming on really changed the game. But from a Pats perspective, going one up, up a man, they still had probably three or four excellent chances in that second half to put the game to bed, and they didn't. They set back and they, they allowed the dog to come back into the game. Talk to me about the sending off. Tullock sent off early in the second half he was on a yellow he picked up a second yellow there's a lot of debate going on as to whether or not the second yellow should have been given I don't think there's any complaints about the first but what about the second yeah well, so the, first, the first one from my perspective is he's on his toes he's, on, he, he's not anticipating so the first one is definitely yellow card second one he's, he's breaking out from defence and I thought Mark Doyle done superbly well tracking back got his body in front of him was shepherding him off the ball and the two of them were kind of grappling and, and fell to the ground. I didn't feel there was a lot in it. From our, from our vantage point, it looked it was a foul. That was it. And he's been sent off. There was a big reaction from the bench. Fourth official signaling to send them off. So for me, it's, it's soft, but it's, 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 you've given the, the referee a decision to make. But Dundalk seemed to spark into life from there, didn't they? Yeah, they, they needed something. And whether that was going to be an, a bit of individual brilliance, a big tackle, but unfortunately for those of them, it was a man going off that, that gave them that spark. But that, that prompted the changes from, from the bench and the players who come on made a big, big difference. They showed great energy, great enthusiasm. And then Dan Kelly, in fairness to him, he done really, really well. He took a chance in behind. He was hoping that the defender and the keeper would make a mess. Out of and they did and he, he poached and, and got the goal. Yeah, it was just a kind of a, again, I'm fierce for forgetting things as soon as they happen. It seemed like it was a kind of high ball played over the top. The bounce was a little bit awkward and Daniel Kenny nipped in and took advantage of hesitancy. Yeah, and he scored the exact same goal here earlier on in the year. 
it was a it was a flick on and the ball's dropping and Lewis is, is he's in charge, his body's in front, but he's waiting for a call from the keeper, the keeper's waiting for a call for him and it was a mix up just literally just on the edge of the box and Kelly like you like you want any of your strikers to do, he's taken a chance and he's nipped in between both of them and he's got a goal. What about the St. Pat's goal? Carty scoring it in the first half. It seemed to be a disappointing one to concede from the Dundalk point of view. Yeah, from a Pat's perspective, it's it's like a, it's a training ground move. It's, it's it's a great ball out from Curtis. He's played a 50-yard diagonally free kick. Mulraney's taken a touch. He's played a lovely reverse ball but and Carty's ended up tapped in from a Murphy cross. But from the Dundalk perspective, the full-back's looking at the ball coming across 50 yards. You just, just win your header. There's no, there's no issues and in fairness to him, he did okay in McCourt in the fourth half and he's just going to be remembered for that mistake. Well, I hope his career is going to be seen as more than just one mistake no, against uh, St. Pat's. Tonight's game, <laughs> tonight, tonight's game up. He, he, yeah. he, he did well, but yeah. he's, got to, he's got to put his hands up there and say, I've got, I've got to do better for this. And in fairness, he has largely played well this season after a long, long time struggling with injuries. Um, what, what did you make of St. Pat's overall? You had a good, decent look at them tonight. Your first time, I think, seeing them in the flesh since John Daly took over. They're in a good run of form up until tonight. It was seven wins and nine matches. It's Well, it's seven wins and ten now, granted the... the the, the eighth result is a draw, if you know what I mean. So they're 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 pretty decent, aren't they? Yeah, I thought they done really well. Dundalk came out of the blocks quite quite well in the first half. Pat soaked it up really well. They, they looked good without the ball. Their shape was very compact. Dundalk didn't threaten, didn't create any chances. And then once once they stepped it up, they looked a real handful going forward. And to be fair to them, they created all of the chances that were created in the second half. We're, we're past did two or three one on ones with Nathan Shepherd, and he made fabulous saves. So they, they'd be disappointed they didn't win the game tonight. And they look a good outfit. They look a really, really good Title outfit. contenders? I don't, think, I don't think so, to be fair. I think the title, uh, we've said at the start of the year, it's between two clubs. And it just seems to be looking that way. And one nearly at this moment in time. Yeah, and as we speak, it's just been confirmed by Aoife, who held the phone up to me there, that Shamrock Rovers have beaten Derry by one goal to nil. Of course, people listening to this interview know that at this stage because they've already heard the analysis from that game. But that's a big result for Shamrock Rovers, isn't it? Yeah, they, they've really pulled ahead now. And, a lot of European games going to be coming up as well we, they're going to have that little bit of a buffer yeah. of a few points I think that's seven points now clear is it so yes yeah so they're, they're, they're pulling ahead and again you, you look at this quality you have you look at the depth depth of squad that they have that they, they should have enough to be able to play European games and a, and a league game at the weekend and, and, and still win this so is it a little mini league for second place between Bowes St. Pat's and Dundalk yeah I think those European positions are going to be really really tight as you said th- those clubs you mentioned they're all hoping to hit hit form now and get a run in and, and second, third and fourth are going to be really competitive. And how difficult is it for teams to manage that kind of um, balance between Europe, the league and then of course the cup which starts as well? Yeah, well, especially for, from a Dundalk perspective, I mean, they're going to start Europe in a couple of weeks and they've, they've a small enough squad looked as if Cam Yelly went off, went off injured again tonight so that's an, another body down. So they're going to have to get bodies in because playing so regularly and obviously we know in this league you don't get much leeway from the league in terms of days off. So it's, it's going to be very, very tough. And priority has to be league to get into Europe for next year. But then also you have the, the once you do well in that first one, you have the carrot of more money and more money the further you go on. So it's, it's, it's a tough balancing act for clubs. And finally, Shamrock Rovers come here to Oriel Park on Friday night. That's going to be some game. It's always a, a great clash when those two meet. Yeah, the, that rivalry is there the last number of years. And it's a great atmosphere. Hopefully the bumper crowd pack the place out and from a Dundalk perspective they had three wins before tonight that you probably would have expected them to get and then tonight's performance was really good in the second half and they'll hopefully be entering Friday night's game with a bit of confidence and give Rovers a real good game 
Okay, John Flanagan, former Dundalk captain, thank you very much for joining us on the pitch here at Oriel Park. This is the extratime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. We're going to get some reaction, hopefully, from both sides now, from the Dundalk and Pat side, and you'll be able to hear that right this very second. This is the extratime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. We're on the pitch still at Oriel Park, and I've got John Daly, the same Pats manager beside me. John, a one-all draw in which he had a lot of chances and they had a man sent off. Are you happy, sad or indifferent about the result? <laughs> Obviously disappointed. Um, you know, one nil up and then they got into 10 men and we had uh, numerous chances to kind of kill the game off and um, and go 2 nil. I think if you get that second goal, it obviously makes the game a lot easier. I think as long as it stays 1-0, um, they have that little belief that they can get something out of it. Um, and it was probably a goal... Uh, the conceded goal we conceded was probably of our own making, not defending the situation well, not dealing with it quick enough, not getting to the ball quick enough, and allowing allowing Kelly then to to feel like he could get there. I should have been dealt with quicker, um, and I wasn't. And um, you know, disappointed from our po- our point of view. That they're obviously going to be delighted with the the way it came about, and um, and and he finished it off well. To be fair to him, you create a lot of chances. Is that pleasing? That it. They may, they may not have been taken, but the chances were created. Of course, yeah. Like I think when you're playing games, I think you you want to create chances, and ultimately you want to put them in the net. But you know, when you come up against the goalkeeper like Shepard tonight, who's who's in in fine form and and makes good saves, it wasn't like they were poor finishes. I thought he made some really good saves. Um, so yeah, so we're creating chances. So I think the the more you play like that, the more you create chances. Obviously, the more goals you're going to score. Um, the disappointing thing, as I said, was that we didn't we didn't defend that situation a, a little bit better. I didn't think it was a a well constructed goal from their part. It was it was more you know a, a lapse in, lapse in concentration um, from us. And I thought defensively they they defended relatively well for a large parts of the game. Um, and it's that one moment that, that ultimately cost us the points to me. Cheers, John. Thank you. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and I'm joined beside the pitch in Oriel Park by Stephen O'Donnell, the head coach of Dundalk. Stephen, a one-all draw against St. Pat's. You were 1-0 down, went down to 10 men, then equalised. So I'll put it to you that it's it's a point gained as opposed to two dropped. But what do you think? Yeah, well, obviously, if you offered me it after like 55 minutes, I would have taken it. But actually, the way the game went, I actually thought we should have won the game. Um, a little bit past the first hour. Sending off happened their first 55 minutes, you know, we played the way we can play and we looked a really athletic, powerful team and thought we dominated with 10 men, to be honest. Shamrock Rovers coming on Friday night. What's the plan? Get someone sent off in the first minute and you'll play well? Because you, well, you seem to react well to adversity. Well, similar similar decision, similar area. We got a man sent off early in, in the game against them earlier in the season here. So looking forward to the game now, but the point will only be good if we go and recover well and really go at them on, 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 on Friday. And finally, it's a big couple of weeks with the European games coming up. Like everyone will talk, or many people will talk about the financial ramifications of Europe. Is that something that you think about, given no. how it could change things? No, no, to be honest, no. It's about you know preparing well for Europe, and obviously uh, there is a side add-ons to that. But I won't be going into the game thinking like this, okay. like financially, what's on the game. It will be going into the game thinking what's what's happening inside the white lines and where we're at. Injury-wise, how are you fixed for Friday? Well, Cammy obviously came off um, after being 
putting in a monumental shift. So we'll see how he is. I'd say he would, he, he, he would be a doubt, but hopefully we'll have a couple of bodies back ourselves. Dundalk head coach Stephen O'Donnell rounding things off on the extratime.com League of Ireland voice notes podcast. A bonus podcast for you this Tuesday, given that there was two Monday night games, but they were big games. Shamrock Rovers, they were always going to be on top regardless of what happened in Tallow last night, but the win gives them a seven-point cushion over Derry, who are in second. Rovers are on 46 points. Derry are second on 39 points. St. Pat's third on 39. And Dundalk fourth on 36. Bowes just one point behind them on 35. Then there's a bit of a gap to Shells. Obviously, a full programme of fixtures on Friday night. The standout one, one would have to say, is Dundalk against Shamrock Rovers. Luke Jordan will be along with the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland podcast um, either tomorrow or Thursday and they look ahead to all of those games they'll also have more on the World Cup squad Vera Pau is naming her squad this week a big big deal it's going to be a great summer and hopefully they'll go far into the tournament because I think Ireland needs a tournament summer and there's nothing quite like when the Republic of Ireland get going in a tournament to get the country going just to create a buzz. As always, you can contact me via Twitter at Oshin Langan. Um, you can get in contact with uh, Extra Time uh, via at Extra Time News. And of course, the match reports from last night's games and the previews for the games upcoming over the next uh, couple of days and everything you need to, do, to know also about the Republic of Ireland uh, World Cup squad will be available on extratime.com over the coming days. That's it for me. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye.